We're going to find out a lot about the Colts and head coach Shane Steichen this Sunday against the Ravens. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's up, everyone? Thanks for joining in and making us your first listen of the day. Maybe your final listen of the day if you're here on Friday. Uh, this is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Again, welcome to the show. I am Jake Arthur of HorseshoeHuddle.com. You know me as the resident credentialed mem- uh, media member of the website, bringing you the latest from uh, the facility and all that, latest from the stadium. Uh, thank you, everybody, for your patience this week, especially Zach. Uh, you've probably noticed I've been pretty MIA all week, taking care of some stuff here at home. Uh, my dog is, has been uh, going through some things this week, but we're on the up and up. Uh, so, luckily, Things should go back to normal for me. Uh, being with you guys on the daily with Zach again, uh, starting right now. So, uh, again, thank you guys on today's show. I've been playing some catch up on what's going on with the Colts and what's going on with the Ravens this week. And so, I'm going to just share with you guys some of the stuff I'm thinking now after digesting so much stuff over the last couple of days. Uh, we'll go over a good bit of injuries and news uh, that's that's been going on because this game I think is going to be pretty dictated by uh, the injuries on both sides of things. Obviously, very high-profile injury with the Colts and Anthony Richardson, but the Ravens also ruled seven players out on Friday, so they're going to be pretty snake-bitten as well. Uh, we'll then move on to uh, some of the keys to the game, some of the things I think are going to be most important uh, for the Colts to beat the Ravens after I've watched the, the Ravens games this year. And then last, I'm going to respond to some of the questions you guys sent in on Twitter. And ultimately, I will give you my game prediction uh, for what I think is going to go down on Sunday. So first off, uh, first off, just catching up on some of the news and notes here. Uh, the Colts this week signed center Dakota Shepley to the practice squad. And they also placed cornerback Isaac Taylor Stewart on the practice squad injured list. Uh, that is obviously reflective of Ryan Kelly. Uh, being declared out with his concussion. Uh, they actually signed him before Kelly was ruled out, so I'm, I'm sure they they kind of had the writing on the walls there. Uh, so Shepley, like I mentioned, replacing Kelly. Kelly and Anthony Richardson have been ruled out with concussions for the Colts. Uh, that's the only players that have been ruled out so far, uh, but the Colts are dealing with some some injuries to a position group that really doesn't need to have them. Uh, Dallas Flowers and Kenny Moore are both questionable. Uh, two of the three starting corners, Flowers with an ankle, Kenny Moore with a knee. Uh, Moore has been in and out of the lineup throughout practice this week. They may be just maintaining him, so we'll see how that goes. Flowers popped up on Friday, so that definitely bears monitoring. Quentin Nelson is questionable as well, uh, so we'll see how that goes. He, he wound up playing with it last week, kind of followed the same script. But for the Ravens, uh, they're down a lot. Running back Justice Hill, wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr., 
starting offensive lineman Ronnie Stanley and Tyler Linderbaum, edge rusher Odafi Owe, cornerback Marlon Humphrey, and safety Marcus Williams. Uh, I thought Jonas Schaefer of the Baltimore Banner perfectly on, on Twitter earlier. He said, so the Ravens will be without two of their top three running backs in J.K. Dobbins and Hill. Dobbins was, of course, placed on IR uh, with his Achilles injury. Their most experienced wide receiver in Beckham, their best pass blocker in Ronnie Stanley, their best run blocker in Linderbaum, their top edge rusher in Owe, their best cornerback in Humphrey, and their top ball hawk in Marcus Williams. But no big deal, right? Uh, despite all of that, the Ravens are actually still eight-point favorites. Last I checked, uh, I looked on ESPN just before hopping on here. Uh, so not a lot of love for the Colts on that. So the Ravens are obviously out with just a huge amount of important players, but the players that the Colts are going to be without is apparently the nail in the coffin for for uh, <laughs> the betters out there. I get it. Um I can't say that a Gardner Minshew led Colts team is going to strike fear in, in uh, teams as much as a Anthony Richardson one would. And it does, it does suck because it feels like we're kind of getting robbed of the Anthony Richardson, Lamar Jackson battle, uh, which you, we all kind of had that one circled as soon as the schedule came out, but still we'll get to this more in a little bit about what I think Gardner Minshew can do to lead the Colts to victory, or, or at least make this a really close, really interesting game. Uh, but overall, you know, the, I, I think the Colts are being wise here with kind of being cautious with Richardson because it is his rookie year. It's only a couple, you know, a couple weeks into it. Uh, if they want to hold him back and not, you know, have him dive right into practice, I get it. Zach and I talked earlier in the week about, you know, this isn't necessarily you don't need to push the envelope right now. He's a rookie quarterback going against a tough defense, and he was going to be on an abridged version of practice anyways all week, whether he cleared the protocol quickly or not. So this is a matchup where you want the guy to have a full week of practice first, and that just wasn't going to be the case. So hopefully he can come back here, you know, next week, week four against the Rams. Uh, we shall see. but. You know, him and Ryan Kelly being out, it's its not the end of the world. It's going to make things probably a little less interesting uh, from from a, a game-watching standpoint. But, again, there, there are things to gain there. Minshew can get the ball spread around. He can get the ball into his receivers. So, uh, the, one probably the most interesting thing of this all, with it being Minshew and not Richardson, is uh, game's supposed to be pretty sloppy. Weather's going to be kind of butt. There's, like, a tropical storm or something going going into the Baltimore area throughout the weekend. So that is expected to kind of have an impact in this matchup. Probably a game where you would want to run a ton, uh, you know, with your quarterback who you could run 15 or so times, you know, Zach Moss, that whole thing. But we'll see. Probably still going to be a heavy, heavy game plan on the ground. Lots of the short passing game, but uh, we'll get to that here in a second. But first... Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're actually going to have. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time is deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You can be spontaneous in that event. 
Uh, get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, then game time will credit you 110% of the difference. That's big time. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so that you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. You don't have any obstructions of your view or anything like that. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're done. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And this next sponsor I am psyched about because... I use them all the time and I have for probably like three, four years now. It's DoorDash. Did you burn your last piece of toast? Has your avocados gone bad? Or is the hot sauce bottle empty? Try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. Personally, again, like I I mentioned, I started working from home in my day job when the pandemic started, and I am regretful that I did not like buy stock in DoorDash right away because I've used it all the time. Literally used it this morning uh, to have coffee delivered to the house. Um, I have Dash Pass because we use it so much that it would be foolish for us not to get those savings. Um, Again, get all your, your favorite food and everything from all the best restaurants around you. But they don't just have that now. They have all the essentials. Again, like we're mentioning here with groceries, if you're missing that one thing to finish your dinner, shoot, in my area, there's, you know, pet stores and stuff. Like anything you might need, DoorDash has got you covered for that. It's incredibly handy. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to to a $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONNFL at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and a zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNFL. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNFL for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. All right, everybody, and football season is here, and Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On NFL Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. You've probably noticed it on here. Views haven't been that bad. looks like you guys have been digesting some of the non-Colts material that's coming your way. Again, on our channel every Friday, every Locked On NFL channel. Hosts Tanitra, Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Again, that means you're probably going to be seeing me and Zach on there every now and then, especially as the Colts get a little more interesting. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday from 2 to 4 p.m. on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. All right, everyone, so you've probably been hearing all week about how the Colts can't beat the Ravens, regardless of all these guys that they've got out this week. 
But you know what? I don't think that's necessarily true. Um, the Colts have played the Ravens pretty well before. And I mean, this is a totally different team, but it's really not a totally different Ravens team. Um, Lamar Jackson is still the truth. I've come away more impressed watching his play this year. You know, I've, I've watched both the Ravens games. I've come away really, really impressed. Like he is just truly an elite quarterback. Like the athleticism, everyone knew about it but he really does not get enough credit as a passer. Like he can pass from all arm angles. He has zip on the ball. He can can bomb it out of his hand all the way downfield. There's really not much the guy can't do as a passer. Like for how much potential everyone thinks Richardson has as a passer, Lamar Jackson is already like way ahead of that. He just, since he's such a good athlete and Richardson kind of falls into the same camp, people just don't think they're as good of passers, but Lamar has shown against the Colts specifically before don't count him out. Like that's ridiculous. So um, for me, it's not anything they're going to be able to do to stop him. Like regardless of the weather, because we know if the weather is bad enough to where the passing game, isn't going to be existent. He's the best running quarterback in the league as well. So I'll just start from a Colts defensive perspective and what they can do against uh, Jackson and uh, the Ravens offense. They're going to have to keep up that pressure because he is very sackable and he can cough up the ball. I've seen him fumble. He doesn't have the best ball security when it comes to all that. Um, doesn't, you know, hold it high and tight and everything. So the Colts have eight sacks through two games. Uh, you know, we've talked about it. They could very well by a season's end break the Indianapolis era single season franchise sack record of 46 sacks already on pace to do that. But, you know, through two games, they've actually looked really consistent. Quiddy pays look great. DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, just playing out of their minds. Samson Abukum has, I mean, again, it's only two games, but he's he looks like he's going to be earning that that contract that he that he uh, signed in the offseason. Dio Dangbo is looking good. Like this Colts defensive front is just looking awesome so far. And, you know, the the Ravens are going to be without Ronnie Stanley and Tyler Linderbaum. So the Colts have the edge there. When it comes to the trenches, the Colts have the edge in this one. They have a quarterback in Jackson who can be sacked. He escapes as well as anybody, but he can be sacked and he can cough up the ball. So keep up that pressure. Keep after a guy like Lamar Jackson. Don't get demoralized if, if you know, you pressure him three, four times and he gets away every time because, like, it'll break. You'll get to him eventually. And again, you can cause a fumble on, on a lot of those instances as well. And then the other thing I think when facing the Ravens offense is going to be limiting the yards after catch. And I'm particularly looking at Zay Flowers on this one. This one will be tough for the Colts because Dallas Flowers and Kenny Moore both banged up. Um, but, you know, Lamar Jackson is going to do his thing. and He's got some talented pass catchers. Just don't let them kill you after the catch. Like, you're probably going to give up some catches. That's fine. It's whatever. Jackson is a very, very talented passer. Just end it there. Like, make the tackle. Don't worry about doing anything extravagant. Once the ball is caught, just kill it right there. Like, just end the play. That, that's it. I mean, that can be easier said than done. Guys like Zay Flowers are explosive players. They're great after the catch. Um, but that's just going to have to be a priority. There's... You're, you're not going to totally stop these guys. That's just a way you can contain them. So looking on the other side of it, going to the Colts offense. Again, no Anthony Richardson. 
Um, so it's going to be Gardner Minshew. This is just going to have to be kind of a Gardner game. Take what the defense gives you, but that's going to also include some shots downfield, which in training camp, he was a little more apt to do that. Uh, and I think this one, I'm interested to see what the Ravens will do because they're pretty shorthanded. So I don't know if they'll go more zone or more man. If they go in more man coverage, that could mean Gardner taking shots to like an Alec Pierce finally. Like maybe Pierce opens up a little bit this week in, in man coverage. So that's something to look out for. Um, very curious about the run game as well, because so far the Colts have done a, a pretty good job, at least last week, running the ball. Zach Moss brought a, a spark, you know, as 80-something yards. Um, but no, if, if by some chance the run game isn't working, don't just bail on that whole concept altogether. Use the short passing game as, as an extension to it. You know, Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, those linebackers are going to be they're they're always very aggressive. And then if they're occupied rushing the passer, cool. That opens things over the middle. So Josh Downs can get open over the middle a little bit. Kylan Granson, same thing right there. But you know, Zach Moss can catch the ball. Deion Jackson, I know he's in the doghouse right now uh, with fans and I mean perhaps even the coaching staff. He didn't really play last week. But those are guys you can use in this matchup to catch the ball and be an extension of the run game just by using that short passing game. So I think that is going to be really critical. Again, you, the weather might dictate a lot of this, but you don't have to do anything crazy. Just take what the defense gives you. That's what they did last week in their big win against the Texans, and the offense looked really good doing it. Like They didn't reinvent the wheel or anything. They just capitalized on what was available there based on what the Texans defense was offering. Uh, and the last thing, just don't beat yourselves. Ball security, that includes dropped balls. Uh, that hasn't really been a big issue so far. Like there's been some here or there, but nothing that's been overly concerning. Deion Jackson obviously had the two fumbles in week one, but they're making up for that. He didn't really play last week. Um, so yeah, don't, I mean, just focus on the drops. Most times drops are concentration-based anyways. And then ball security, especially if it's going to be rainy. Cover up with both hands when you're going through because against a team like this with the Ravens, they're going to be able to take advantage of anything you give them. Again, they're very short-handed, but Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson. He is still that dude. He is still an MVP candidate for every reason in the world. He has not lost a step whatsoever. And again, if you're not, you know, if you're at the game, I know where Andrew Moore is actually going to be at the game uh, from horseshoehuddle.com. Whether you're watching or listening, whatever, again, catch the game Sunday at 1 Eastern. Every snap of the Colts hometown broadcast is going to be on Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Colts and you will get right there. You will hear everything locally, exactly how it ought to be. And then coming up here, I'm going to take some of the, I'm going to answer some of the questions that you guys had uh, for us over on Twitter. But first, testing my skills on prize picks this football season is the most exciting way that I have found to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you could turn 10 bucks into 250 with just a few taps. Prize picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than a minute. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types is what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. There's really, if a lot of betting and stuff just boggles your mind, Prize Picks has a lot of different options that 
puts things in layman's terms. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's as simple as player X will, you know, a, throw for 193 yards or something. Very simple to understand. Uh, makes it really easy to throw the money out there as well. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for our first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Pricepicks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, friends. So we heard from some of the friends of the show, the fan favorites around here with the questions. I'll go ahead and give the floor here first to our guy, uh, Kenan. He asked, I hear there's a major storm forecasted to hit Baltimore this Sunday. How many sacks do you reckon? So I don't think the Colts pass rush is just going to automatically disappear. I think they've got the players to, to do it. Those guys have had high intensity in these first couple weeks. And again, the Ravens, they're prone to give up some pressure, and they've got two of their best offensive linemen down this week. Uh, so I'm going to give the Colts four again, as much as I'd love to give them like five or six. Four is still a high number. And, you know, I just think because of what the Ravens are missing, because the field is probably going to be sloppy, and what the Colts' defensive front has shown they're capable of doing, like they have eight sacks because they have good players right now. It's not a fluke. Uh, they they don't have this disappearing act where they're not even touching the quarterback in a game. I think it's a legit group. Uh, so I'm going to give them four uh, guys who I'm pretty confident will get there. I think Abukum will get there, and I think Buckner will get there at least once for those guys. So two of the four will go to those guys. Maybe a blitz like EJ Speed or Shaquille Leonard gets in there. We'll see. All right, next question. Another uh, Another friend of the show, Colts fan Cole. What are the odds that Trey Sermon gets up to the active roster this week, next week, et cetera? Uh, so this is a good question. Um, a lot of it, you know, kind of hinges on Jonathan Taylor's availability. But if they like what they see out of him on the practice field, then that could threaten the status of, you know, Deion Jackson, for example. You know what I mean? Like Jackson has shown that he's not he's not like an ironclad member of the roster right now. Like I think they were confident with him going into week one. And it just did not work out how they expected. Uh, Trey Sermon is a veteran as well. You know, been in the league a couple years, has seen some action. He's not a bad player. He can catch the ball. He can run between the tackles as well. Uh, actually looked pretty good when the Eagles and Colts played in the preseason. Looked good early on before the Colts just started smothering it. Um, but no, that's they they didn't, in my opinion, they didn't just bring him on to keep him on the practice squad. I think he will be a member of the active roster at some point. Probably not, you know, probably doesn't get called up yet, but I'll, I'll say next week, if I'm just guessing, just a total guess, I'll say by next week, running backs are usually able to transfer over and show some things pretty quickly. And I'm, I'm sure there's enough of Shane Steichen's offense that he's familiar with that, uh, that he should be able to get in. I'm going to say next week. Now, how big of a role he'll have, we'll see, because I think special teams will play a pretty decent part in it, but we'll see. I am interested to see what Trey Sermon can bring to it, but again, if Jonathan Taylor comes out by week five, week six, and he looks good, he's probably going to dominate the backfield. Like Zach Moss isn't like a household name, and he played pretty much every snap for the running back position last week. 
Uh, so if Jonathan Taylor comes back and he gets rolling, it's going to be very dominant uh, from Taylor. And then Zach Moss will obviously pick up scraps from there, which would make Trey Sermon kind of kind of a fallback option. But uh, let's see. And then one more question from C.L. Dyer. Anthony Richardson brings the excitement, but this has always been the history of the mobile QB1. What is your take on the long-term future of Richardson? How does Shane harness Richardson's potential? So I think kind of what uh, this question is getting at is these mobile guys, they're kind of always forced at some point to dumb it down a little bit and not have to rely on their athleticism as much because they get hurt and everything. And a lot has been made of Richardson getting hurt in each of his first two games. He had the ankle and the knee in week one, uh, got fully recovered for that for week two, but then after the first quarter, got a concussion. So all of those things happened as a result of him running the ball. That's just, that's how it happened. Um, at a certain point, you know, you drafted him to be this multifaceted player, though. That's the whole reason they brought him in. Like, if they wanted a statuesque pocket passer, they would have waited and, and taken someone like that. I think the only thing that really needs to change here is Richardson be a little more cognizant of, you know, his impact and him missing playing time. Cause like, it's gonna, it's gonna be a big deal if he starts missing more and more playing time based on his play style and taking big hits. Now the play with the concussion uh, where he got hit going into the end zone, to me, that's just kind of a freak play. The defender, probably shouldn't have gone as hard as he did but i could tell from his perspective richardson was not quite there yet and he probably thought he could dislodge richardson from the ball by the time the whistle was blown and and touched and touchdown was considered there but i mean that's that's tough richardson probably could have curled a little bit and you know shown his back but that's just kind of freak stuff that's going to happen and I don't think the Colts really want to curtail that. Um, I do think they want him to protect himself a little better, though. There's going to be times he already, he already does run out of bounds plenty, but if he's running over the middle of the field or something, there's really no shame in just like crumpling down. We we've seen mobile quarterbacks do it before. You don't have to jump up and do the helicopter, you know, <laughs> just to get a first down or something. That you know that you can do that stuff when you're younger, but if you suffer some huge injury or something like a Robert Griffin, the third, it can derail everything. So uh, Richardson's going to have to be careful. I don't think it's going to be as big of a deal long-term as some people think it is now. Um, Cause again, it doesn't look great with injuries in each of his first two games. But again, that's just kind of, that's kind of stuff you got to live with when you've got a guy who's able to do those type of things. But you know, there are going to be instances where Richardson probably should protect himself a little bit more. All right, everyone. So I'm going to go ahead and move on to my prediction for this game. This is a tough one because I do want to give the Colts a lot of credit. I think they're capable of being competitive with really any team. Uh, but ultimately, the only reason I'm not going to give them the win in this one is because they're going to be missing Anthony Richardson and Ryan Kelly. You know, a uh, that middle of the offense led by Richardson and Kelly looks a lot different than it does being led by Gardner Minshew and Wesley French. So because of that, I'm still going to give it to the Ravens 23 to 20. Again, I've seen too much Lamar Jackson in these first two weeks to, to bet against him. 
Um, but yeah, the, a Colts team without Anthony Richardson is just not quite enough dynamic firepower. So going to give it to the Ravens reluctantly, 23 to 20. Uh, again, probably just going to be too much Lamar Jackson. I think he, <clears throat> he has the kind of play style where even if things are breaking down, around him you know he's not gonna have Beckham he's not gonna have those two starting offensive linemen he'll find a way like this could be a game where Mark Andrews has like 10 catches but that's his that's a security blanket so we'll see I do think it'll be a really close one I think the Colts will make it competitive the whole way I really like what their defense is going to be able to do again I'm going to give them probably about four sacks maybe a fumble recovery or two but I'm not I'm not going to say the Colts can't win because they definitely can and I won't be surprised if they do, but if I'm putting my name on it and predicting it, I'm going to say it's the Ravens in a narrow one. So if you guys don't already follow at locked on Colts at Jake Arthur NFL and at Zach X two on Twitter, also subscribe on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts, we would love your ratings and reviews as well, because that helps us move up the charts. And with that, we will see you guys right after the game on Sunday.